You've reached Hoop and Holler, a Square One podcast. I had to go to CBA school, salary cap school, and tampering school. Can't say, hey, I want you to come to the Lakers, even though I'm going to be wink- winking like. <laughs> On basketball and other shenanigans. I mean, good for you. I mean, you probably won't get hired by, you know, ESPN anytime soon. Because <laughs> you don't have that clutch connection. I have a job to do. With Reagan Griffin Jr. Reagan, you're the best, I say, man. Hey, I say, hey, yo, Jermichael, he turns around. I'm like, you know Lakers coming for that ass this year, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Eddie Sun. Some voters just like to be contrarian, you know, whether it's for clicks, whether it's for just because you they like to be contrarian. contrarian. Yes, you do. That's true. I feel like, like Eddie going to be the type to be like, case. MVP? James Harden. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those analytics to analytics. And Julio Martinez. Braun just frustrates me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You've been hyping up this game. Obviously, it's a big game. He he looks juice for it. Bro, just score the ball. Everybody just thinks I'm a hater. That is blasphemous. And and, and you know what's that reminiscent of? That was, you know, MVP Steph season. Oh, right? here we go. He was getting here we go. Game. All right, y'all. It's been a he great episode. Fourth quarter. But at, when it boils down, like, that's what we're here for is the yeah. basketball ball. Welcome back to another episode of Hoop and Holler. The Lakers are up 1-0. Yet Julio and I, we're not, we're not feeling too hot right now. But before we get into all that, gentlemen, as always, how are we doing today? Uh, it was one of the worst finals games I've ever seen. Mm. So, And I have three midterms tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Tonight's just kind of, you know, meh. That's a double whammy. I don't know. I, I mean, I echo that. I echo that sentiment. Like, I think this finals game definitely put a damper on the mood because, like, I was definitely looking really forward to this finals. Like, it's the first non-Warriors finals in a while, and we get some new teams. You know, clash of play styles, but it seems like all of that is out the window, um, depending on the injury news and all of that. And I like the way you put it. Did you say princes versus peasants? Is that what you said? <laughs> Not peasants. <laughs> the the process. Oh, oh, peasants. Oh. Peasants. Wow. Like, like I know I Jimmy just, Butler I, ain't cut his hair in a minute, but no, come on. I, I just I, I just thought you meant in, in terms of like talent and you know superstar talent. Yeah. I mean, but, I'm thinking more of a play style. Um, yeah. Just because the Lakers have the two princes and then Miami's built on the process. Yeah, and I, I was very excited to see this game, especially considering. Considering that the bubble has given us like amazing close games, but yeah, this one was just a dud. So Julio, give me more insight into uh, you know you're not happy. Obviously, let's throw the midterms out of the window. You know, let's hope that you do well on those. All right, but why why did this game piss you off watching? Yeah, I mean, of course I'm happy that the Lakers won. I want them to win, but at the end of the day, you know, you want to watch a, a great product on the floor and. You know, in the early versions of, you know, the Warriors versus the Cavs, you know, that rivalry, you, you want to watch, you know, guys get chippy. You want to watch games get close. You want to, you know, bite your nails at the end of a game. It, it's that, that those are the type of games that you want to watch. And this game just wasn't it. And then, you know, to, to the fact that, you know, Reagan, uh, you said that you know, this kind of reminds me of the Clippers, what the Lakers were doing. Yeah. So LeBron does not need to be playing. The whole entire second half of a game that they're up by 30. That is so unnecessary. You're not even just risking injury. You're just like, you're trying to act tough. You're rubbing it in their face. It has nothing to do with Mamba mentality. So when people say that LeBron, you know, he's the most selfless superstar in the league, in the game, that's just, 
that's false to me. He he was going for his triple double. He was trying to get his points per game, you know, for the series up. He's trying to get get that Finals MVP. When at the end of the day, it's about the championship. So let, let's stop with all the you know uh, fakeness and, and you know let, let's just get the job done. And if you were actually selfless, get your teammates out there and let them play. Let them get buckets. And if they're gonna lose a lead, they'll lose a lead. Fine. But we, you know, LeBron, AD, our starters lost the lead. So let's not blame it on anything else. Let they were just trying to showboat. Hmm. Eddie, thoughts on that? Um, I don't know. I think we all observed it. It hit like a point where the game, where the game was clearly in control, and um, it seemed like LeBron was just out there to you know get, get the counting stats up because he was he was sitting at like fifteen points and like you know seven seven rebounds and like a like five assists or something and, like that. And anybody who who you know who watched that game would tell you that. That line, although it might not be LeBron-esque, he played phenomenal. Exactly. You know, at, 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 at halftime, at the end of the third quarter, go sit down. You played an amazing game, but it, it just left a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, yeah. You know, and, the, the whole fourth quarter. And we should mention that the Lakers were playing exceptional basketball um, yeah. up until that point. Um, outside of, you know, the early part of the game where Miami kind of hit them in the mouth a little bit. But they responded by playing really good defense. Um, Anthony Davis is really stout in the interior. Miami, you know, when they run that motion, they're 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 running that with the hopes that there's going to be looks inside, and then getting looks inside opens up their three point game. But once they shut off the inside game, the Lakers really were aggressive on the perimeter, and and they were essentially left with no options. And on the offensive end, uh, Miami kind of didn't have much resistance at all. Um, they were targeting Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson in switches, um, exploiting them on defense. Um, every time they doubled Anthony Davis or LeBron, it seemed like a, a three-point shooter was open and they made the shots today. So, I mean, it, it, it's funny because the Lakers were playing really exceptional basketball, but the overall feeling after this game is um, it, it's, it's not really that. Like, honestly, I don't know. It's only been 10 minutes after the game that we're recording this. It's hard to kind of gather what exactly to, to take away from this game one. I, I, I've gathered my thoughts, man. I feel cheated. I feel I feel like I watched a half of basketball today, and then I watched a half of pickup at the YMCA where you got two dudes that that clearly, you know, they're the best players on the court, but they they're not playing basketball. They're they're playing out there, looking like they're for themselves. Um, and you know, AD LeBron James obviously two phenomenal talents. The reasons why the Lakers are in this position, but I mean, we we're just talking about it before we started recu- recording, Julio. I'm a I consider myself to be a basketball fan before I consider myself to be a Lakers fan, right? Um, and I feel like I, I did not get a great basketball game, even even if it's going to be a blowout. And, and I'll get into the, the fact that the Heat, they suffered so many injuries, and I would hate for this to be the reason that the Heat went down because I was looking forward to a great series. Um, if Goron is missing the rest of the series, if Jimmy Butler's not going to be himself, if Bam's not going to be himself, that's going to be extremely unfortunate. But at the very least, man... Don't go out there playing for narrative. Don't go out there playing, you know, to, to like like you have something to prove individually. Go out there and play as a team like we've watched you do all season long. That's why I, I love this team because they played as a team. But you get to the point and you get to the pinnacle, and now I, I, I don't get to see the JaVale minutes, right? And these, these are the moments yeah. we're supposed to cherish as Lakers yeah. fans. I want to go see JR jack up a 35-footer for no reason. I want to go, go watch some fun stuff, man. That wasn't fun to watch. And at the end of the day, if we're not watching – basketball to have fun observing it and we're just watching it for for narrative sake you know that, that's not a product that i'm interested in man i want to have fun watching the sport yeah yeah Le- lebron mean mugging at the end of the game you know because he got he two found the buckets. camera 
Yeah. That was he. He literally found where the camera is and looked directly into the camera. That's, that's not, intentional, that, man. That's, that's far from Mamba mentality. That's that's not. That's and, not and, we're here and for. also, any Laker fan that you know at the beginning of this uh, of the series said, "Oh, Lakers in four, we got this," and are tweeting out right now again, "Lakers in four, I told you, I told you my ass." Like I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but. You got Goron, Jimmy. Jimmy obviously wasn't himself. And Bam that got hurt. Please, stop. Stop. That's nonsense. Yeah, and then, I mean, I think the early reports are that Goron's going to miss the rest of the series with probably like a foot fracture or something. And, uh, I mean, that would be a big loss, especially if huge Tyler Hero, you know, played like he played today. I think he was like a minus 35. Um, He's really the only guy that can get to the rim and, and, you know, penetrate for Miami. And, and he was really, like, extremely good early on. They, they were running just pick and roll every single time um, on offense against Dwight Howard, um, really manipulating him in the pick and roll. And they're really getting good offense out of that. And, um, I mean, I sent a couple of tweets out on our uh, Twitter account, you know, shameless plug. But it seemed like Dwight Howard might be unplay like might have been unplayable by the looks of um, – this early on just because he didn't have the foot speed and, and the quickness to play in space mm-hmm. early on. But, I mean, the truth is th- there's so much, like, chess pieces and, and so much of this chess match that I was looking really forward to. And, I mean, it, it's like there's no point to really look forward to that anymore. Like, what's the point if your uh, best player is Three best severely players. hobbled and, and, you know, like your your piece that gets to the rim and it's like the guard creator um, is not going to play and then, bam, like your dude all center is not even going to be himself. It's like... Well, I mean, it's just so unfortunate that it only took, like, 24 minutes and some change for um, all of the, like, hype around the series and, and all of the kind of um, storylines for the series to just kind of go and smoke. It sucked the, the joy out of it, man. And, and like you mentioned, Julio, the Lakers fans that are reveling in this right now, if this is how y'all wanted to win, I question whether or not that, that you're a basketball fan, man. But yeah, at this point, if you don't want to stand toe-to-toe, and, and granted, we can get into whether the Heat were really the best team in the East or whether we would have wanted to see the Celtics or the whatever. The Heat proved themselves to be the best team in the East. Let me see your best versus our best. Let's go at it for, for six, seven games and see what happens, man. I don't want to see a team that's a shell of itself. That's How is that fun to observe? How can you enjoy winning? That, like, that, that's like me having fun beating up on my 12-year-old cousin in a, in a one-on-one match, man. That's not fun. Have some competitive edge about you. No one wants to watch a, 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 a freaking pickup game against a G League team, man. And not to say that those are G League players, but that's not a that's not a that's not the, the that's not the Heat that made the finals, man. I want to play the Heat that made the finals, and I want the Lakers to beat that team. I don't want to see the, whatever the product was on the court tonight. That that wasn't basketball for me, man. Yeah, and last point for me before we move on. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not one of those people who said that the bubble is going to be like the easiest championship ever ever won, or you know, it's going to have a uh, negative asterisk ne- next to it. But I am willing to put you know things into context. And if if the series keeps going like this, and their top three guys are out for the rest of the series are not going to be themselves. Um, and, and, you know, we sweep this team. It, it's not – let's not act like this was a tough, you know, championship in this series or even even overall because it's – I mean, it's just so unfortunate. I, I just don't want to pretend like this was a hard-fought championship that, you know, we had to grind for and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I should mention, though, um, even though, like, after this game, it seems like the only thing that matters is the, the injuries and, and whatnot. But um, the Lakers did look like the better team 
um, coming out of the first half. Um, outside of the, the first run, again, like the Lakers just had the weapons. Lebr- LeBron and AD were, were really, um, were just like really on top of their game. And it seemed like Miami was just running out of answers. And it almost seemed like by the time the second half came around, and I can't tell whether it was because the locker room was kind of in shock because of like Goron being injured and Jimmy getting hurt. But it just seemed like they were just done for that game. Like yeah. they knew that it was like kind of a wash and that no matter what, they might as well just regroup, um, yeah. you know, collect their thoughts, devise a better game plan, you know, be a little bit more disciplined to that game plan as well um, and come out again for game two. So I'll be curious, um, even if Butler and Bam can go, but even if like one of them can't play, whether, you know, this Heat team comes out with a little bit more do. focus and yeah. a little bit more Fire. concentration because yeah. it's weird because they got... You know, they were really good for that first stretch, and then they got hit once, and it seemed like there was no resistance, and that's very not Heat-like from what we've seen of them this year. So I hope, um, kind of like, you know, uh, last year's finals, which seems like so long ago now, where even, you know, when a team is, like, hobbled, there, there's a lot of competitive spirit there. Um, even if you don't see the, the top-end talent, there can still be a fun series to be had um, if Miami kind of at least plays as like the sum of its parts and you know plays with like that certain fire that got them to this point so hopefully game two is a better product um it would just really suck if all the life was taken out of this heat team that they don't really even have any fight in them anymore that's a team that won't stay down i mean we've seen it all year long that team's not going to stay down for long spolster's a hell of a coach he's going to figure something out even if that something is not going to be anywhere near the team that we saw before all of these injuries happen he's going to figure out a way to make something happen right and even if jimmy's only 70 percent if that dude has any shot at being out there and not risking further injury, you better believe that Jimmy Butler is going to go out there and and bust his ass and at least be the, the leader that we know he can be. If he can't be the player that we know him to be, he'll at least go out there and be the leader that we know him to be, man. So I, I, don't, I don't think this Heat team is going to stay down for long. I would even mention so far as to say they still pull a game out off of sheer grit. Off of sheer grit alone, they pull a game off because, you know, again, maybe that's just my frustration with the Lakers talking, man, but I, I would hate to see this team go down 4-0 after everything that they've been through, all the doubters that they've silenced to get to this point, man. Yeah, and I mean, that being said, even Coach Spo probably has to make some adjustments just because some of his personnel decisions this game was uh, kind of befuddling to me. Like, Andre Iguodala playing as many minutes as he did in the first half was, was kind of strange. Um, I mean, we know he's a good finals performer, but at this stage of his career... Um, outside of that one game against the Celtics where they um, beat them, the, the game six, he hasn't really looked good all, all bubble long, and, and he kind of looked the same out there this game. Same thing with Solomon Hill. Like, I mean, I was kind of telling you know both of you that I don't really understand why Solomon Hill is getting any run at all. Um, but, I mean, again, the, the Tyler Hero minutes really hurt him. I mean, a lot of that was Tyler Hero kind of um, really rushing his thought process, not playing like himself you know, through the bubble. Same thing with Duncan Robinson. But, I mean, there, there's adjustments to be made. So, I mean, again, the, a, a lot of it is about injuries and availability, but um, there's still tactical um, there's still tactical improvements to be made between game one and game two and, you know, the typical coach adjustments, you know, between game. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, man. Here, here, here's just hoping we get a good basketball product, man. Like, like I said before, and I, I don't want to beat this dead cow, but I'll say it one more time. Y'all Lakers fans out there gloating over this one, <laughs> I'll just say it, man. Y'all are goofy for that. Y'all y'all are real goofy for gloating over this sort of win. Um, and I, I question whether or not you're truly a fan of basketball at that point. Uh, if you if you can gloat over this win and, and you know go to bed happy, 
at the at what occurred on the court tonight. No basketball fan, no fan of what happens between those lines, um, is going to be happy with that sort of product, man. But I want to keep it pushing because, as much as we would like to talk about this game, right? There's just frankly not a lot to talk about other other than the injuries and, and the kind of ugly basketball that we saw at the end of the game, man. So especially when there's more interesting news. Yeah, there is some interesting news. Uh, Doc Rivers out for the Los Angeles Clippers, man. That's something I did not see coming. I said it after the series. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all, and I felt like a lot of people would be surprised because, you know, he's just – he's such a big name. There's not a lot of coaches out there that, you know, have big names, have that title on on their resume. So – but, I mean, mean, he's lost three one leads three different times in his career. So, maybe it's time for a change. It's time to get a guy in who – who definitely has some pedigree like Doc, but also a guy who – you know he's gonna be a little bit harder on the players. Is there a dude out there like that right now? That's my. That's the question I always go to whenever someone gets fired from a position. You cannot Tyler. fire some. You guys can't see my face right now. You cannot <laughs> fire somebody if you don't have a contingency plan that is better than the person see, that you fired. My my, my issue with Tyloo is that you know he was already on the bench, but uh, on as an assistant coach. But I mean there were reports that you know he would get on Braun. And if you can get on Braun, you can get on anyone. I suppose, but at that point, like, what what is Ty Lue? You can get into the argument of whether that team needs anything tactically, whether they just need somebody that's going to motivate the team to to pursue as much as they could be achieving. But I, I don't know, man. Like, as much as I believe Ty Lue deserves uh, another shot at being a head coach in the NBA, I'm not sure if he's a better uh, replacement than Doc Rivers. I mean, I mean my favorite candidate available is Kenny Atkinson. And Kenny I, Atkinson. I, Again, I, I've better said, than Doc I, Rivers? I've said that repeatedly, but I don't know. I don't know. And, like, you, what, you'd go with Mike D'Antoni? I would have went with Doc Rivers. Like Nobody no. out there is better than Doc Rivers right now. Losing 3-3-1 three, three, leads? I mean, again, right? that's a different team. And I think you just need somebody that can motivate the players. To And, and Doc Rivers, we all know he's a motivator, right? He didn't do it as well as he could have this year. And I think at this point, he kind of saw the talent the team had and hoped that would kind of elevate them to the point that they wanted to. But everyone on that team, everyone within that organization observed the fact that talent alone won't get you to the pinnacle. Doc Rivers is the perfect figurehead to go into next season and say, y'all, remember that pain that you felt in that locker room after last season? That's a motivator that I want. I want that over Ty Lue. I want that over Atkinson. I want that over D'Antoni. There's not a coach on the market that I would take over Doc Rivers right now, man. Um, I mean, just just before I jump in about the coaches, so it's been confirmed that uh, Goran Dragic tore his uh, plantar fascia. In his mm. Oh, that's tough. So, I'm not, I don't think that's playable. But that, no, but that... It's not as bad as... You know, like some people feared a torn Achilles, that would have really sucked because mm-hmm. it seemed like he would have uh, landed in a good spot next year given his free agency and all that. But yeah, not sure if he's going to play the rest of the series. Definitely not. In terms of coaches, it seems like the the availabilities have been kind of played itself out. Like the Sixers interviewed Doc Rivers today. It seems like they really want Doc Rivers, and if I'm Doc Rivers, like like why not take that job? I'm not I'm not sure which Ooh. which one is better for like. Because, I mean, he's not going to go to New Orleans or, or something, right? No, no. I mean, that's why he wanted to leave Boston because Boston was rebuilding. So he wouldn't want to go to New Orleans. I don't know if I want to go to Philly with... Well, I mean, like, it's either Philly or you take a year off and do TV. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, it's, it's 
I've I've found it that when coaches take a year off and let the dust settle, that they can find better options. I feel like. Oh yeah, Probably. and you come back with a new perspective too. I think that's a good thing to observe for a year. I mean, I think Doc is smart enough to know if the ownership and front office in Philly is legit or whether there's still, you know, uh, whether there's still a lot of smoke going on there. But in terms of the roster you inherit, like that's a talented roster. Um, and again, it's not like he's a coach that has something to uh, prove at this point. Like, his reputation is his reputation. You might as well go out and get yourself the most talented roster and have some fun with it and see what you can do. Um, especially because next year, I bet there's going to be a lot more people counting out the Sixers than counting in, you know, given, yeah. this, given this season. But on the Clippers side, there are reports that they're interested in, in not only Ty Lue, but Jeff Van Gundy. No, just, bro. I mean, none of these dudes I are think, better than Doc Rivers. I mean, I think I think they're just going to promote Ty Lue. It's going to be a LeBron situation. Like, I think Ty Lue's a good coach, but he knows how to give star players their space. And he'll let Kawhi, you know, I guess since Kawhi wants to run the show, he'll let Kawhi run the show. Um, and then, what is that? Oh, that still leaves Houston. There's a job opening there. I've um, I've heard that they're interviewing. Sam Cassell, Jeff Van Gundy. I, hope, I really hope they hire Steven Silas, um, longtime assistant with the Hornets, formerly with the Warriors. Um, he's really a, a, I think he's a really brilliant offensive mind, and he's been like an assistant for forever. And um, and again, like you know, people always talk about like you know diversity in coaching. That that would be a really good hire for Houston, not like solely for that reason, but um, I think he's really been a good assistant coach, and they're the perfect team to infuse you know like offensive philosophy and some creativity um, with like a new mind there. I think because again, you know, Daryl Morey's their general manager. Like they love toying around with that and um, they have a roster perfect for it so unless D'Antoni goes to Philly and then trades Embiid for <laughs> James Harden I, uh, I don't even I don't know what what message are you sending if you're Steve Ballmer and you fire Doc Rivers and hire his assistant you're saying that the only problem with that team last year was the fact that Doc Rivers was the head coach. Well, not the only problem, think, but think, that was a huge problem. I think we have to be real about Doc Rivers, though, because he's been with the Clippers for a Seven long years, time. and when you're an owner and come in you know, and have a coach that you didn't hire, it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. I understand exactly. it's different, but at the same time, let's not act like Doc Rivers is a scrub, and let's not act well, like any of the alternatives well, I mean, are better let, than Doc let, Rivers. Let's talk about his reputation with the Clippers, because any time that team has had expectation, what do they do? They underperform. Always. They had that, you know, last year was a good year for them when they are kind of a ragtag team, which is why I think Doc Rivers is a better coach when the team stays under the limelight a bit, like the 08 Celtics. You know, I mean, obviously they had expectations after getting KG and Ray Allen that year, but the, but there was kind of like a fighting quality to that team. I don't think um, a Doc Rivers-led team can be kind of top dogs and be successful. I don't think that's where he thrives, and, and that's not an indictment of Doc Rivers. I just don't think he's that kind of coach. I suppose... I don't know, man. Uh, to me, again, I, I think about what what are the alternatives that you're looking at, and it's night and day between Doc Rivers and any of the alternatives. I, I guess you can make the argument that he's underperformed when the Clippers had expectations, but in the same vein, what what's been happening when the when the Clippers have fallen apart, right? When the Clippers were facing damn near their own mortality in terms of a franchise, Donald Sterling selling uh, the team, you had the uproar with, with the him saying the n-word doc rivers is the dude that writes that ship and steers the team in the right direction and this is a team in need of somebody that can steer them in the right direction after having the biggest flop the biggest embar- embarrassment in nba history that's not a team that's going to come back next year as the top dog that's a team that's going to come back next year mm, as like you know. said couldn't, the team you, was couldn't you have said that about the 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 same team who lost to the houston rockets same team who lost in the clippers yeah when they lost when they lost to josh smith 
I'm confused what you're talking about. When they blew the 3-1 lead. Yeah, so aren't they going to come back next year and, you know... Well, yeah, but that team didn't have nearly the same amount of talent that this team No, I mean, I get what you're saying about him handling the whole Donald Sterling situation. But, but the truth is, I mean, like, again, I'm not dismissing this to the side, but that's, what, like, four, four years, what, five years, no, six years, you know, like, past now. Um, and, and that's an awfully long leash to give to a coach who hasn't made it out of the second round. And at some point, um, second round, and it's like, that's I mean, like tough. Like, like, we, should all, tough like we should also. Be I mean, are that. we looking at this Clippers team? Are we really looking at this Clippers team and pointing the finger at Doc Rivers? We all sat here well, and observed it. No, but in the NBA, uh, coaching is. Slower. I am part of it. I am. But the, majority bro, bro, that, bro, the majority bro, of that blame no, no, falls like, on Kawhi Leonard's that, that, shoulders. That's fair. And but Paul bro, George's shoulders. But bro that's like, like Jason, 70, 80% but, of the blame. But I'm just saying this. It's like in the NBA, coaching is is important, but it's also like kind of inconsequential. Let's be real. Like Coaches are very expendable. What are you going to do? Are you going to get rid of Kawhi or Paul George? Like No, but you need not. somebody that's going to light a fire under their ass. And I trust Doc Rivers to do that. Oh, yeah. So basically, oh. you're trusting them to go back and do the same thing they were doing this year. I'm not... Because the thing that hasn't that needs to change wasn't Doc Rivers. The well, thing okay. that needs to change was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and the mentality that they brought no, to Los Angeles. Doc Rivers needs so, to change. So, so something needs to change. And, and, and maybe, that wasn't and, no, the no, thing no, to change. Think, like maybe this is a collective. Uh, there's collective blame here. There's maybe some blame on uh, Kawhi the stars, Kawhi Paul George. Maybe there's some blame on the role players who didn't step up. Maybe there's blame on Doc. Maybe there's, there's blame, blame everywhere. On, but the thing is, like, who's the easiest to get rid of? It's it's unfortunately Doc Rivers, and especially when. He's been there for so long. Um, he was brought in by previous ownership. Um, th- this was not Steve Ballmer's guy to begin with. Yeah. They removed him from yeah. the GM it, spot. And, you know, considering that he hasn't stepped up to the plate. When yeah. So if the argument to. here is, and I hear what you're saying, if the argument here is that Doc Rivers became a scapegoat for the Los Angeles Clippers, I'm 100% in agreement with you. But let's not act like Doc Rivers is the reason that the Clippers or should be like what the Clippers need to change moving forward. There, no, there needs not. to be a lot more change within I, that organization. I, mean, I, would, with say, I would say yes. He, wow. I mean, he's not the ultimate change that needs to happen, but he's definitely a change that needs to okay, happen. Okay, if you had what, to compartmentalize the blame, how much of that percentage are you putting on Doc Rivers? Kawhi, PG, Doc Rivers. Well, no, compartmentalize it. Like if you had to say... Oh, like percentage? Yeah. Uh, like 60 to PG and Kawhi and, thir- and 40 to, to Doc Rivers. None on anyone else, like Lou Wills. I mean, I can b- blame bench players and stuff, but uh, again, I-, I think bench players and role players, you know, th- they're up and down. But he- here's my thing, and I'm gonna say it straight up: mm-hmm. if you can't lose your job by losing, you know, not only one three-one lead, but three three-one leads in your career, I mean, when are you gonna get fired? It's it's like the Atlanta head coach blo- blo- blowing all these leads. If you can't get fired after these, like like these performances. You can never get fired. And, like, I don't think this is a short-sighted decision at all. I mean, again, he's been there for seven, yeah. eight, seven years, right? So, I mean, again, it's like it, it's coaching. Like, you, you rarely see an NBA coach stay that long with one team unless they're, like, an extremely established coach. And to be honest, like, Doc Rivers is, is not one of them. Like, I don't think he's a How great... many coaches in this league have won a chip? Six Let's start there. Seven, six or seven. That's already a pretty small, you know. Now, how many coaches would you put up on Doc Rivers' level in terms of being a leader? But I'm saying, like, you better be, like, Greg Popovich or or Rick Carlisle or Eric Spolstra. um, And, and like, maybe Nick Nurse, if he gives us a couple more years of doing what he's doing. For me to be like, yeah, you're you're a guy who I'll sign a lifetime contract to, basically. 
right? Everyone else, like, you can come and go as the team goes. These are coaches. Like, these are, unfortunately, it's NBA coaching. Like, this is not a coach's league like the NFL. This is a star's league. And even if Kawhi and PG messed up, um, you're not going to get rid of them, right? You're still going to hold out hope that they can fix themselves and make the change that you need to make, which is with the coaching. I suppose the thing that bothers me is when I read the report, and I think it was an article, I forget who it was, but it was the ESPN article, but Ballmer apparently talked to the players, and he was like, well, what are we thinking about Doc Rivers? And none of the players said anything that swayed Steve Ballmer from firing Doc Rivers. And the fact that none of the players, because I'm the way I'm receiving that, maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but none of them were willing to step up and say, this is on me. Do not put this on Doc Rivers. This is on me and the culture that I, I set. And when I say none of the players, I mean specifically Kawhi. Paul George and specifically Kawhi Leonard. Or I, I will say, I will, I will say, they're not firing uh, Doc Rivers without uh, Kawhi's kind of consent and For approval. Sure. And also, here's the other thing: it, it definitely is unfortunate because if they if they did win that round, Doc Rivers would have become the first coach to lead the Clippers to the first Western Conference Finals, and if they would have lost to the Lakers, I don't think he gets fired. But since they lost, be, uh, mostly because of Kawhi's and, and PG's performance, he gets fired. And, and in a big part of that, you know, it is on them that he lost his job. It is unfortunate, but I mean, it, it, just like Eddie said, it, it's the NBA, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's just a really unfortunate reality, if you ask me, that a player can have so much control over what happens and then, you know, put the, allow the, not even put it, because I'm not going to say Kawhi sit up here and put the blame on Doc Rivers after the fact, but allow for the blame to be put on Doc Rivers and not step up and say, I'm the reason that this has happened. I need to do better. But, that's mean, unfortunate, man. That's, I, that's, that's, I, I that's sad. Like, Doc Rivers will find a job, if not this year, then next year. Like, he, he's too good of a coach and too well-respected not to, so. Right. <laughs> good, but, great but, coach but, and well-respected, yet. Yeah, you get fired for this when it's but clearly here, but here's the players my thing. Like work. If if Steve Kerr had won a championship before and then he couldn't get past the second round with you know K, with with you know the the Steph, the, KD, Warriors. Steph KD Warriors, he couldn't get past the second round and, and you know he he was just underwhelming and underperforming all these years. He deserves to get fired too. I don't care if he has a championship. And I wouldn't say that all the candidates out there are better than Steve Kerr. But, I mean, I would still fire him. Well, I'm not sure that's quite apples to apples, right? Because they brought in Steve Kerr after Mark Jackson. He inherited that team, then did something different with it, and then won a championship. Doc Rivers is a guy who had already won his championship and then got to Los, or went to Los Angeles. I, I, I'll digress, man. That, that's, a, that's an issue we could talk circles around all day. I want to talk about Victor Oladipo, man. So, apparently, word on the street is, scuttlebutt is that he wants out. Thoughts on that? Um, I think we all saw this coming. Did we? I, I, I yeah. Didn't. I mean, I mean, Indiana like, I mean, didn't want to re- resign him. No, I mean, so like, I think I saw it like recently, especially when the bubble, uh, when the NBA restarted. But that just seemed like such a perfect fit, like two seasons ago. No, but I, but it, again, the whole the whole thing that changed the landscape was obviously his injury. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to resign him, so he has to get his bag elsewhere, True. somewhere else. So it, it's just you know, it's a simple analysis of, of you know w- what he wants and what he wants is a big payday because he hasn't had that yet. So everything that changed, you know, the whole landscape of, of that relationship, that marriage, w- was the injury. And, and I saw this coming easily because they, I mean, they don't want to extend him or, or give him his max, max money. So, I mean, it's not surprising at all. So if the question to answer is who's going to a want Victor Oladipo and b be willing to give him his max money, what uh, what what options do you see for him? I've out seen there? a lot of uh, Miami. I've I've seen Miami. 
uh, Toronto, the Bucks, and then obviously it's always the Lakers. But Lakers got the money to give. Lakers giving the twenty one seventy two. Those yeah, those uh, uh, three four uh, Eastern Conference teams. I think Miami is the most likely landing spot. Seemed like. But Miami. if you're in Miami, do you want him anymore? I feel like I'm holding out for Giannis if I'm Miami. I, I don't want any player. I don't want to max any player, I should say, that I absolutely know yes. he's not going to come and change the, the scope yes. of my franchise. Yeah, I'll agree with I'm that. not sure I'm that confident in Victor Oladipo at that point in time. I'd rather just keep this team than, yeah, do that. Really? I mean... I, I mean, I get, do, you like, do you get Victor Oladipo and say, we are championship favorites? You don't even match up to the Brooklyn Nets with that. And no, I love I, Miami, but you don't even match up with the Nets. I don't think so, but he's a lot more talented than um, whatever like other guard option they have on that team. And that's really what they're missing. Unless you think Tyler Hero will really... But Tyler... I, I, mean, I, know, I know he's been getting hyped, but like unless you really think he's going to blossom into something... Ty, I mean, Tyler Hero is going to fill the shoes and role of Goran Dragic. I mean, that that's easily said. I think like, he's out the door, I and think, Tyler Hero. I think fill we just haven't shoes. seen Oladipo play for a while, and we kind of forget just how good he was two years ago. Because I mean, again, we're talking about a dude who's like a legit All NBA first team defender, you know, and, and that's just the tip of his skills. Um, he's such a game changing talent, and 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 I think we haven't seen him like totally recovered from his injury yet. That's why he looked kind of uh, reserved. That's for, fair playing this year. I'm um, not willing to take that risk if I'm Miami. Exactly, as much as I like Oladipo and I love the way he was playing two years ago, if I'm dishing out the, the, the checks, man, I'm not willing to, you know, I want proven I would, commodities if I'm signing max contracts. I, I, I can't have somebody uh, that I'm iffy. I definitely wouldn't be surprised to see Toronto do something like maybe pull off like a Fred Van Vliet sign and trade, you know, with uh, Indiana for Oladipo or something like that. What about Milwaukee? I mean, sure. I just don't I just don't know. They how need to do another it. perimeter. They do. Go I just, get I just don't know like what assets do they give up for him. But Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe's really all they got. And, and then they could throw him Lopez. Stash, maybe? stash a bunch of picks or something. I don't know. I think Toronto would be a cool fit. He seems like the he he's like the perfect like A minus star. He's not like an A lister. He's not really a B tier player. It's like he's got like, B plus. Maybe, but he's that perfect in between for those like perfect in between cities like a Toronto. You know, so like I I don't really see him in like. LA, I don't really see him in like a, a, a I mean, new, the Knicks are terrible, but I don't see him in the Knicks anyways. But I don't know. It's just it's just too bad because again, he's the Indiana guy, right? Like got traded to Indiana after you know being misused in OKC, and then and it looks like he was having fun just, there too. Exactly, which is like and like he used to do that celebration, like this is my city, right? This is my you know, right? This is my team. But like, they don't want to pay him, so I mean, you got to understand where he's coming like, from. Everything seems so rosy, and then. I don't know. Miles Turner also wants out too, so man, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Like he's also a good player. But. Y'all know what team comes to my mind? What? Lakers. Clippers. The Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I mean, Memphis can get him. Sure. Memphis could get him. Right. That's an option. You have to have mm-hmm. a team that has the cap space and the ability, the assets to go get him. Right. B. You have to have a role for him. At shooting guard, Memphis currently has Dylan Brooks, who's had his ups and downs in the in the recent years. He showed flashes of being a really good player. He's also showed flashes of me not wanting him on the court at all. You go get Victor Oladipo. What that allows you is to have a guard defender next to John Morant, because you know John Morant's a little bit small to be defending some of the best guards in the NBA. You have a guard defender. You have a bucket getter. You have somebody that can play off ball next to John Morant. It makes sense for me. It makes sense. Tell me that Victor Oladipo isn't like a supremely it, boosted see, Dylan Brooks. 
I think I think if Oladipo wants to stay there long term and he's willing to work something out, that would be cool. Um, like I don't think it's the best fit, and that's the risk that you take for me if I'm Memphis because you know you're not landing a star, you know you're yeah. not landing a superstar, and no one's coming to Memphis, right? But that's a probably about as right, as good as I you think, can get. But I think you definitely don't give up. What, any you, of, what are you asking for if you're Indiana? You're asking for the what's his name, Brandon Clark. You're not you're, getting Brandon you're, Clark. You're, you're, you're not getting Brandon Clark. Oh I'm sorry. You're not getting then you're Clark. not getting Oladipo. Bro, is that I got, simple? I got D'Anthony. He wants to trade uh, I got uh, Ju- Justice Winslow. I mean, shoot. Yeah, you can have Justice Winslow. You can have D'Anthony Melton. Exactly. You can have and that, Jones. That's not going to go through. You can have future first round picks. They like, would, they you would, can have they Jonas Valanciunas. They, they would ask for Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark. Uh, I could give you Dylan Brooks. And some and future first. Also, I mean, remember Indy Anthony it, Melton. I think part of it was that Oladipo might have been a little bit ticked off that Indiana looked so good with Brogdon that they seemed like no, Indiana no, they looked good with TJ Warren. I mean, mm. in the bubble, but but like Brogdon was hooping hooping during the season, and I think Oladipo felt like, and this is probably true that Indiana almost felt more comfortable building their team around Brogdon long term, which is funny because Brogdon has more injury concerns than Oladipo, but. I mean, that's a part of it, too. So, like, would you play... Josh you know, Jackson. Oh, my There you God. go. Oh, my There God. you go. Jo- you telling me Josh Jackson not hooping? That would be... Again, that would that team would athletically be crazy. Um, if he wants to stay there long-term, it's just... I think that would be a fun team, but... I feel like... I, mean, think, I think, again, Oladipo likes bright lights. He's a big-time kind of guy. That man's, like, a recording artist, you know? So, he wants to Bro, Memphis got the blues oh, going, I mean, bro. You got uh, the blues. You can learn how to do I mean, some he, music. You can go down there. Memphis... Bro, one thing about Memphis... He's if not, you choose not. Memphis, Memphis will wrap its arms around you and love you so quickly. And I'm not going to get too out of pocket here, but I'll say this... Zach Randolph went to Sacramento oh for all God. of a month. For he all of a month. Brought up Zach Randolph. All right, just hear me out. Zach Randolph went to Sacramento for all of a month. Got brought up on marijuana charges. For all of a month. You think he just got to Sacramento smoking weed? So? People were letting him skate by in Memphis. You know why? Because we love our players in Memphis, man. We love our players. Oladipo, if you somehow come across this podcast, get to Memphis, man. Get to Memphis. I promise you, you'll have so much fun playing with Josh. You have so much fun playing with Jaron. You're going to get the role but, that you want in the but offense. Here, but here's the thing. You can't be an all-star in Memphis. The unless hell you unless, can't. Unless you're... you tell me Josh's not going to be an all-star? That's why. He's like the only one that's going to be an all-star. Maybe Jaron Jackson. But why Why wasn't Mike Conley an all-star all his years? Because Mike Conley's it's game he's is... playing too, in Memphis. No, it's because he's playing in you're Memphis. You're telling me you shouldn't have been an all-star one of those he years? He should have. 100% he but should he have. Was in Memphis. But he was in Memphis and his game was boring. That's the, the, it's the second thing. His game was boring, and he was playing in Memphis, right? Memphis. That's the reason he wasn't an all-star. And granted, Mark Jackson's game is or Mark Jack, Mark Gasol's game isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but that but was the defensive player me, of the year. You're telling me like the L.A. market doesn't help? Of like, course like, it helps. Like if Bradley Bro, Beal was, okay, was I on hope the you're not this your, year, I hope you're he would have been all-NBA. Bro, Julio, he's not coming, man. I'm sorry. He's not, no, I mean, I don't, want, I, I don't want him that badly, but all I'm trying to say is that th- that's the benefit of going to a bigger market. Oh, yeah, I he'd mean, have that benefit of going to but you go to a smaller market, you get to shine. Big fish in a small pond. You get the shine. You get more shine in a bigger market. market. Bro, what big market is going to want Oladipo? New York? Toronto, Miami? Toronto, Miami's not going to do it. Why would you go to New York? God, why would you go to New York? Toronto, Toronto's maybe Toronto, maybe yeah, Toronto is interesting. I'll give I'll give up that, but Toronto doesn't have barbecue like Memphis. 
Also, shout out Marc Gasol for a great NBA career. Seems like he's moving to Spain, which is yeah. unfortunate. Cause I, think I, hope he, I, I hope his brother Pal signs with him. That would be pretty cool. You get and to then go they out. play with uh, maybe as a player. The dude coach. from the Bucks, uh, Miritich. Miritich. Oh my god, that team would be insane. But yeah, shout out to Marcus Saul, Memphis legend, multiple time oh All Star, Defensive Player of the Year. I wonder why Hall he got a chip when he was not in Memphis. That was the only time he succeeded. And to think, in, in right? Because Memphis could have dealt him to anyone. They could have dealt. Hey, there were other teams that were clamoring. For Marc Gasol. They got barely <laughs> anything, bro. There were, there were other teams claiming for Marc Gasol that year, bro. I want to say the Clippers wanted him that year. Like, there were other teams that needed a big that wanted Marc Gasol. But what did they go and do? They went and took, what, DeLon Wright? Right? Didn't and, they get DeLon Wright and, for, for Marc Gasol? And Jonas Valanciunas. Who and Jonas Valanciunas, who's damn hooping, right? But here's the thing. They traded Marc Gasol to a team they knew he'd have an opportunity to win a chip with. You don't think Marc Gasol had any say in where he went? I bet no. I There's mean, loyalty and that's, there, and man. And that's mad props to the organization and and for Marcus All too for you know finally capping off his career with exactly. a ring. Is there not loyalty when when the freaking Lakers gave Kobe an forty eight fifty million bro, dollar contract? Bro, Victor Oladipo's not coming to the Lakers, bro. No, I'm I sorry. don't. I don't want him on the Lakers. But why is the why him. is the reaction always like well the Lakers can do like but, unless you're talking about the Clippers? Like, I'm talking about the Knicks, the Clip, any big the Knicks, team. bro, bro. How would you go, Coolio? If you get my bag. You're telling me you wouldn't go to New York to get the bag? No. No, I would not go to the New York Knicks to get the bag. Because you know what I'm getting? I'm bag in how many years is a max contract for? I mean, you've never been to New York long enough to really know the shine like that. I don't need to know this, bro. What shine? New York sucks. The Knicks suck. It's New York City. It's New York. Would you really want to go to that city and hoop on a sorry behind team? James Dolan, give me a stake in the team after I You think James Dolan handing Victor Oladipo a stake in the team? What other option do they have? I mean, they they handed him a four-year match. You're you're just mad because Memphis don't don't have a <laughs> bro. What stake in the team is they handing him? Mean, oh, oh I know. You 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 can eat eat uh, barbecue free for life here <laughs> down in Memphis. You have the worst of the Don't nobody talk like that down in Memphis. Now. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking like that. You can't hear like you can, that, I'm that's Tennessee. Good. You know. <laughs> 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 that's that's freaking that's brutal, bro. You can't you can't do my city like that. We don't talk like that. We talk like this. It's, about, it's all the words together in one in one sentence. You don't know about that. But anyway, they're going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, go check out Square One Media at uh, S-U-R-1 S-U-R-1 yeah at S U R One Hoops on Twitter. Eddie's you know putting out his propaganda on the Twitter. You got to go get all of that. Get all of that consumed in your head. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.